Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast, preparing for success after the pandemic with Fleur Hull and Kim Koreljevic. Hi, Kim. Hey, Fleur. How are you going this week? Oh, yeah, okay. I've been a bit, um, just getting a little bit anxious. School holidays starting soon. So I always just feel like I've got... um, yeah, a, a lot to sort of keep the kids occupied and and still try and get on with my own stuff. So I always get a little bit antsy as school holidays approach. But otherwise, I'm in I'm in a pretty good space. I'm I'm being reasonably productive. How about you? Yeah, look the same. Well, not not the same in terms of school holidays because that's not a thing for me. But um, yeah, look, being trying to be productive and trying to like stick to schedules and study, but generally generally pretty good. Generally, oh, good. good. You know, a few sort of job things potentially on the horizon, and great. Yeah, so feeling positive. It's oh, July, good. so it's kind of got that renewing, refreshing. It does start of a, a new financial year. Yeah, yeah. another yep. crack this year. <laughs> and um, so, did you manage to um, take anything good away from our habits chat last week? Did that help you with your study? Yeah, absolutely. I um. I sort of committed to studying on Mondays, like the first day of the week. Yeah. I'm in week four, so I've already done that. So I've already done this week's on Monday. Right. I mean, there's always supplementary readings, you know, you have to do. But that was my morning. It was like get up, go for the walk, have something, crack the computer open and just do it. So it's yep. kind of like I had everything ready. So when I sat down post-walk with a coffee, my computer was already on. Yeah. I going. love Mondays. Look at me, Kim. Read me, Kim. You know, so yeah, yeah. So it was good. So I actually felt quite productive, and um, yeah, so it, that was good. And um, just I think the habits of healthy eating as well. Yep. Um, really simple. Just don't buy the crap food. <laughs> you can't have it in the house. Don't have it. Just don't have it. Yeah. So yeah, a few things like that. Um, breaking bad habits. I'm. I'm actually getting really good at that. And I'm also looking at this other thing called uh, radical acceptance, which actually is about sort of sitting inside some of the more, the things, those emotional things that trigger you. So yep. that's actually sort of tied in really nicely with our chat last week as well. Yep. So, yeah, so it's been quite good. How about you? Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, as I said, I, I love Mondays. Mondays are full of promise. So I always get lots done on Mondays, but I slow down on Tuesdays and Wednesdays a bit, I think. But, uh, yeah, I've just had a lot of helping people out, um, you know, my weekly helping mum and dad out with their staff and I had a friend who was um, having a dispute with her employer so I had to go along and be her support person while she met with a, an employment lawyer. So, yeah, there's always stuff going on. Um but, yeah, I guess it's it's nice that I'm in a position where I can spend that time helping other people out. Um, I'm moving forward with this idea to write the Career After COVID book. I've That's signed crazy. on for an online book writing retreat over a long weekend in August. Fantastic. So we're going to have a book and, uh, yeah, we'll see where it, where it leads. That's so amazing. Doing a bit more work on the website too to try and get that up for everyone's benefit. So how fantastic, because what's this, week 12 for us? It must be week 12. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in 12 weeks we've gone from chatting and talking about stuff and you're now literally going to start writing the book. Mm, Like it's amazing, isn't it, that consistency and I feel like it's 
for me, my side, it's like this accountability of us catching up weekly. I kind oh, totally, of, yeah. But that I want I'm, you involved in the book too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll be, I'll be hitting you up. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic news. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, well done. And how about making extra money? I was just going through our previous topics to see which ones we're living out. I'm still selling a bit of stuff on Gumtree every now and then. Yeah, I am. I, I've started selling for other people. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's actually a niche. You've got, to, you've got to structure the business model carefully. There was a woman I used in Sydney yeah. who just took people's stuff and sold it and hmm. then took a cut. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it's, it's a fine balance of making it worth your while. What was, what was her cut? What was oh, look, I can't remember. What she did is you had to put it in like a big garbage bag. So yeah. she charged you a set rate per garbage bag. Right. And then I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. Right. Yeah. See, I'm going sort of like on who, who it is and what the item is. So mine are kind of like, you know, washing machines, dryers, saddles, you know, like they're yep. kind of big yep. items that are going to have variable prices. So I'm, I'm hitting it hard at 50%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good on you. It's worthwhile. And they don't fit in a garbage bag. No, that doesn't fit in a garbage bag. No. (laughs) (laughs) But she, yeah, she took the stuff. Yeah, right. And it at her place and taught sold. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, good on you. Great side hustle. It is one of those weird ones that I've sort of said, oh, I'm selling some stuff for someone, blah, blah. And so people have gone, oh, well, can I get you to do that for me? And I'm like. Oh, totally. Totally word of mouth. Not hard, you know, like it's really, yeah. So it's that's sort of a decluttering awesome. service as well. Yeah, declutter, declutter, yeah. yeah. Let me come yeah. over. Kind of become one of those, I'll have my own TV show. Like when you have yeah, a you could. storage shed. <laughs> like you the could. kids that pay for their storage shed and they go and bid on what other yeah. nonsense they're going to find, either gold bullion or dead bodies, you know. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Amy can do the infomercials. Oh, my God, she's so good at that. I know. Oh, good, yeah, good. Amy's a friend of ours, listeners, yeah, who really wants to be a home shopping compare. Anyway, on to the topic today. Absolutely. What is going to boom after this pandemic? Which industry sectors are going to have upside? And what are some of the new jobs that are popping up, new job titles and, and areas to work in? That's what I've been looking at and thinking about this week. Oh, good, good. Um, and what have you found out? I, I can imagine there'd be a lot more, I don't know, I feel like the virtual assistant thing will go off a bit. Yeah, just E-whatever, like yeah. e-commerce, e-learning, e-fitness, yeah. exactly. e-admin. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Putting it all online and sort of, you know, obviously related to that in a more um, big picture sense, obviously all the industries that support that. So the whole kind of increasing bandwidth, um, you know, Zoom type, you know, telecommuting tools, those sorts of things, um, 5G, all that. So that's, yeah, what definitely one component of it. But one of the things that um, I've been thinking about, I guess, in a, economic sense is this idea of reverse globalisation. So the push for lots more countries to think about manufacturing things closer to home to prevent their, you know, to try and avert a sort of a reliance on 
other countries to produce what they need, particularly, you know, really critical items as we saw with personal protective equipment and, and um, testing kits and all those sorts of things when the, uh, the pandemic hit. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, there's, there's impacts on agriculture. I think there's going to be a lot more sort of, yeah, locavorian. Is that a thing? Locavore, you know, like, so people wanting to eat things that have, haven't travelled any more than sort of 100 kilometres to get to them. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and, and then all the effects of, I guess, supply chain, transportation, aviation, all of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I think definitely people are going to be wanting to, yeah, have stuff that is, is made closer to home. Yeah. Um, and supporting local business is part of that, as we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, in, sorry, go, go. No, I was just going to say you see that in so many little towns and everything too, don't you, at the moment? Yeah. Um, local support of business and wanting to do that, that will because that was became something that everyone relied on. So, and once you rely on something, it becomes normal to you. So normal for me going out is round the corner now, not meeting people in the city, which requires me to sleep overnight somewhere. So you know yes. what I mean? Like it's, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Good. Um, another one I've picked up on is this idea that for a long, quite a long time to come, we're going to be an anxious society. So just a little bit fearful, um, wanting to sort of retreat, even though we want, we want the social contact because we've been kept inside, but this idea that we, we're going to be risk-averse um, and, and also, yeah, just anxious in the, in the general sense of just sort of worried and the impact of, on people's mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that I think will be an area that will grow. Um, and then, yeah, that idea that, um, you know, especially if we're going to go through waves of, of the virus, people are, and they were already doing this in phase one, you know, cocooning and nesting at home and focusing on a really nice home environment just to be comfortable in while they're working, you know, a nice bookcase behind their Zoom screen. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I the anxiety part, the anxious thing. I mean, it's been so economically devastating that you can't let go of that so quickly, right? Like, because for me, I'm as much as I'm wanting to spend and all the rest of it. There's that. Just hold on to what you've got financially at the moment, because if there's another wave and we get shut down again, I just need to have this sort of buffer. Yeah. And that buffer used to be x and now it's like you know 5x <laughs> you know like because yeah. it's an unknown thing so I think there is that anxiety around holding on to some money that that buffer I yeah, yeah I, it's a it's a big one that one as much as I want to spend and contribute I'm kind of like you know there's still mm-hmm. that anxiety for me yeah yeah, yeah. So. Did you end up um, deferring your mortgage payments? Yes. Yeah, me too. Did you? Yeah. 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 So that'll catch up with us in September or October. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. I know. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the things I guess I'm I'm thinking about in terms of advice for people listening to this podcast and also, you know, reading the book when it comes out. Like if you're thinking about, you, I mean, you've really got to get onto it now in terms of finding what's going to bring income in for you beyond the end of September when the benefits potentially run out. Yeah, um, and, you know, I've been thinking about it, especially in terms of, say, online. You know, it takes a while for Google to recognise even that your site's there, let alone, you know, give you a, a, a first-page ranking. Yeah. So if you're thinking about setting up an online business, um, yeah, the sooner months. the better. <laughs> You've Sorry? You've got three months, really, haven't well, you? Yeah. You know, like it, that's it. That, that's the time is the t- clock ticks now. It's um, that's how that feels as well. So definitely, yeah. I still haven't got Job Seeker, you know. Haven't you? I still haven't fully assessed it. So wow. I actually had to ring my local Member of Parliament mm. this week. Mm. Because I'd heard that sometimes they're involved, them getting involved can help push things along. So it has been escalated now. <gasps> it was a complicated application because, you know, now that I'm de facto, we had to factor in all of the, you know, business arrangements and stuff of my partner. But three and a half months, 24th of March I applied. That's extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, on the on the upside, I've been living off the smell of an oily rag, but on the upside, I will get a lovely back payment when it comes through. Well, assuming it does. I can't yeah. see why it won't. And that must be because that magical word de facto, right? One yeah, those, well, it's, it's... How could you, you know, be in this situation and not be getting anything? You know, three months of assessment, that's crazy yeah it's just that you know there's a fa- there's a like a private trust involved that's sort of how the affairs uh-huh. are sort of set up and I'm not part of it but because he is um, uh-huh. they have to which is kind of like I understand why they have to assess it but there's no asset cutoffs now no means testing so right. it's sort of moot but anyway, anyway. that's a whole other topic um back to industry sectors so yeah all of the all of the ease so e-commerce e-learning, e-fitness, cybersecurity, which we've talked about before. I mean, that's just, it's just never going to stop being a skill set that our nation will need. That's right. If anyone's got any aptitude in that space, just get into one of those certificate courses or something, do something. Mm. We need you. Mm. The other one that I found really interesting, and you'll be um, interested about this, plant-based food. Yeah. So the whole, um, because this virus has come out of, you know, animals, Mm. people are, um, and also I think the environmental stuff in terms of methane production of, of, you know, cows and sheep. There's a really growing sector there. Are you still vegan or are you just vegetarian? Um, I'm vegetarian, but could pop into vegan easily. Mm. Um, I just have to read labels a little bit more, really. So you eat, you eat don't eat eggs or milk? Nothing, none of it. Mm. So it's just things like 
you know, on the weekend I had a piece of cake. Now what was in that piece of cake, I don't really know. I know it was some butter. But yeah. butter or there might have been egg in it, I don't know. But yeah. yeah, so this is and I, I like parmesan cheese, although I have <sighs> vegan parmesan before I've actually made. But yeah, but no, I can see the plant-based food. I, I've literally I use textured vegetable protein and I've been using that for years as well. So I'm an absolute believer convert in a plant-based diet um and and yeah absolutely there's a lot of people um taking up the um idea of doing it because of you know this whole COVID thing and how it originated out of animal but yeah it's a huge market huge and fantastic market too like there's anything and everything you could possibly want it's I think people have a view of it as being you know you're going to eat lentils and (laughs) You know, yeah. the rice and it's like it's not the yeah it's not mung sort of that mung bean sort not of that. yeah granola yeah. sort of thing yeah exactly. yeah um yeah look I aspire to to um to live a vegetarian life at least yeah um I just I just my excuse I guess is um just kids I guess mm. I just have to keep meal prep as simple as possible and yeah anyway so yeah, one day yeah. I hope to get there yeah. Um, now this one, this industry, this kind of growth area really made me chuckle. It's called dark kitchens. Okay. <laughs> so when I first read that title and the little blurb in a, something I was reading online, mm-hmm. I thought it meant because people couldn't go out to restaurants, they were sort of creating these dark kitchens and dining rooms in their house. Right, have a more romantic restaurant feel to their meals at home. <laughs> but That's what it is, it's, it's, yeah. it's those it's restaurants without seats. So, in other words, it's like restaurant kitchens that just service for delivery. Oh, so that someone sets up a big commercial kitchen and they cook for a number of restaurants offering their food as to deliver. Right. So that's the term for it. That's dark kitchen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I had all sorts of things. I, I mean, I kind of went straight to dark web. Yeah. And then what, what would be the equivalent of a kitchen for a dark web? <laughs> it's like the kitchen you don't want anyone to know you're going to or. No. Anyway, I, lo- I did love that one. I've actually learned a lot looking yeah. into this. Like a lot of it's obvious, you know, what's yeah. going what's gonna to boom. Yeah. After the pandemic. And then these new job titles oh, um, yeah. that were in an article, I think, on bodyandsoul.com.au. Yep. Um, and, again, a couple of them are quite obvious. The others were interesting for me. Digital literacy coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is a bit like what we were sort of talking about, yep. that, you know, there's a lot of people out there whose lack of skills in this area, particularly in our sort of Generation X, yep. have been exposed during mm. the pandemic. Absolutely. Not being able to work out how to get a Zoom call up and running. That's right. Yeah. And and not and again it's that maybe you've never seen Zoom before, but intuitively you're so used to technology that you can work it out. You know what the icons mean. But yes, there's this group that would be like, Yeah, don't know. Yeah. Just flat out don't know. So which surprise accent too. Yeah, don't know. Don't know. <laughs> 
So there's a space. Um, Executive creativity coach. I don't know. I don't think this is that new, but I think it's, yeah, about. again. Sorry, executive creativity coach. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that, Fleur. As in? (laughs) I don't know what it is and what the job would entail. Well, I guess it's for for executives who've risen up the ranks to the C-suite but may have, for instance, come from an accounting or operations background and need some help thinking bigger strategically and coming generating ideas for the business. Okay. That's what I that's what I That's your interpretation? It is, it is. Yeah. And from my reading, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not sure? I'm really not sure how I feel about that. I, I sort of it it sort of has that connotation that you are an executive of creativity. You know what I mean? Like you could see it from the other side. Like you're not coaching executives to be creative, but you're actually an executive of creativity or something. Oh, like okay. That. Like yeah, Deputy Vice Chancellor Bracket Creativity. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Chief Creativity Officer. Yeah. Chief Creative or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. No, I think it's, it's, the, it's yeah. You're coaching. It's coaching executives, executives to be creative. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Great. Yeah. So yep. that's that one. This yep. one just I had to, yeah, obviously had to look it up further, Black Swan Risk Manager. Uh, so uh, Black Swan Risk Manager. So do you know what a Black Swan event is? No. It is a an event that has low probability but huge impact. Okay. And it was named for the Black Swan because in Europe forever and a day, it was only known that there were white swans. And then William de Vlaming travelled around in the Southern Hemisphere and hit Western Australia and discovered there was a black swan. And it changed the whole way that um, zoologists classified animals. Oh, that's... Can you, okay, so give me an example of a black swan event. Well, kind of COVID, right? Right. So it's sort of, it wasn't really, I mean, of course people were talking about it, but it was, it wasn't really on people's radar massively as sort of a high probability thing, right? Yeah. But massive impact. Oh, okay. Well, this is interesting. Yeah. So the people who specialise in preparing businesses and governments and society for something completely unpredictable but with massive impact. That's huge. Yeah. Now, that's fascinating. Isn't it? That's amazing. Yeah, I I like that one a lot. Yeah. Mm. How incredible do you prepare for something, the unknown? It's amazing. Yep. Okay, I like it. Yeah. And then the last one I had, he was medical storyteller. Okay. Tell me a story. So this is popping up, I guess, in the face of the stress that healthcare professionals are under. I think it's mm-hmm. been exacerbated by the pandemic, obviously. I think it was emerging before then, but, yeah, it's definitely sort of become a, a bigger thing now. It's based on the idea that when you, you know, you give your case history to a doctor or um, nurse, normally a doctor, I guess, 
you are telling a story in a way. Um, and what has that, that's one part of it, but actually what it's about is medical professionals being able to tell their own stories, particularly around failure, mm-hmm. uh, to process that, learn from mm-hmm. it and help others learn from it. Oh, okay. So the examples that I read were, say, from emergency response teams who, you know, someone comes in, cardiac arrest, and they try and revive them for, you know, an hour and they're still not getting any response. And at some point the person in charge has to make a call whether they keep going. And so there are all these stories of, of, you know, doctors that said that you know that's enough we'll leave it there and then people feeling did that did we not try hard enough or then deciding to keep going and there was one example where they kept going and then the woman had like a really painful death over the next 24 hours right so should they have kept treating her or let her go earlier um Mm. so it's about I guess yeah a bit of almost um, psychotherapy or, or talking therapy for mm-hmm. doctors and a role for medicos. I guess it'd be, you know, you could imagine retired medical people maybe to coming into that role and talking about um, how, you know, what happened in certain situations, how they dealt with it and, and what the takeaways, I guess, are. So very niche. I just thought very it was an interesting niche. job title. Oh, it's extremely interesting too, that one. Extremely. Yeah. Imagine it? all the stories that will come out after COVID. Oh, amazing. I think, and it's something that's, um, well, it's very topical at the moment, but to be able to share those kind of stories and ha- how have they in the past or how are they currently recorded and shared? Like how does that storytelling currently happen and, and yeah. what would be? the way it looks in the future. Yeah, mm. I think it's a really interesting, very niche, very unique, but incredibly interesting, incredibly yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was it sort of for my um, mm-hmm. thoughts today. Is there anything you've come across that's striking you as something that uh, could boom or, or be a new new job title? Um. A new job title? No, not so much that. I guess I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of going a bit old school on things like emotional intelligence at the moment. Yeah. And just intelligence generally. Um, (laughs) Common sense. Yeah, common sense. But the way, you know, the way that we've changed the way we communicate, because we Zoom more than anything, right, you and I now? Yeah. Um, but then with complete strangers or whatever else that this, there's this new sort of channels and ways of communicating now. So we kind of got used to emails and, you know, emails were these huge stories. Then they became almost like, you know, very pragmatic and almost perfunctory in some ways. And, and we kind of got used to that mode. And now we've got this whole new mode of communicating and it's just, it's a different style, but I think just at the moment, this sort of idea of, um, you know, emotional intelligence, you know, we're having these on the spot, immediate interactions with people. So you actually have to be incredibly mindful of how you're engaging with people, 
you know. I'm not sure where I'm going with it yet, but it has sort of started to pique my interest in that way. So you're talking um, more in a professional in a way. Yeah. How, how, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, if you're in a face-to-face meeting with someone, if someone, you know, you go, oh, here comes Bob, you know, he's always like a pain in the ass and he's always rude. Mm. <laughs> well, then someone that you get an email and you go, oh, that's just her. She always writes rude emails or whatever. But now we've got this kind of Zoom thing, you know, people turning up in their bathrobes or having a beer or mm. or just, I don't know, like there's a whole new mode of communication now that we're getting used to, right? Like the it's a whole etiquette. new mode of engaging. Yeah. So, you know, what is that? What is it that we need to be more mindful of to actually yeah. get the most out of this new wave of yeah. communicating? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there's a, probably a, a coaching niche. Yeah, and also, like, I think just on that, I know with my sister and friends and stuff who have been working from home a lot, this the immediate, immediacy now of, like, oh, oh, we're... Um, We've got a Zoom now in half an hour. You oh, know, yeah. In the office space before, if you said, oh, there's a meeting in half an hour, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you probably would, that wouldn't be the protocol, would it? No. You, you'd be like, we'll do, set that up yesterday for today. You wouldn't just be snap your fingers. So there's a whole new mode and shift in that sort of way mm. of communicating and expectation. But anyway, Almost that, like that, you're in your comfortable environment there. You should be at my beck and call. Ready to go. You're just ready to go. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot There's a lot of shift and change in that one, Fleur, I think. So yeah, a new way of communicating in a professional sense. Yeah, really. I'd love and to hear. I'd love to, yeah, yeah, hear yeah. more about that as you uh, investigate it. Yeah, 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 as I kind of play with it a bit more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's about um, the extent of my thinking. <laughs> I've been deep in forensic psychology, so yes. that's been playing with my mind a bit, that one. So, um, yeah. But, again, that kind of dips into all those forms of intelligence too. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll sign off from there and um, look forward to chatting next week. Uh, the Facebook groups there. I'll put some notes up and uh, some updates on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. And Beautiful. I'll try and get the website. I'm still working on the website. I've got to, I've got to have progress ahead of perfection on the website. I need That's to just right. get it up. Absolutely. Just get it up. Mm. Absolutely. I'm all about that too. Yeah, I'll yeah. about that. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks so much, Kim. Great to talk to you. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great time away uh, for the weekend now that Queensland is opening. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. You too. See you later. Bye.